Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Oh my goodness, it's time to talk about the Grammys. Hi everybody, my name is Robert Bannon. I'm here with Adrian Garzillo and we are doing the Grammy recap. We're going to talk about the winners. We're going to talk about the performances. We're going to talk about the fashion. We're going to talk about the snub. We're going to talk about it all here on the Grammy Awards recap, which I called my Super Bowl, my Oscars, my moment. But I have a confession, Adrian. Yes. So I kind of had a date night virtually last night and i kind of spent six hours watching love is blind on netflix oh which i've never seen before which is like the grammys for oh you've never seen it oh my sister she loves it her and megan it's it's an interesting um concept they have a little controversy I think the people at the Grammys are more emotionally stable than the people in Love is Blind. Yes. Because they fall in love with each other and cry about each other after knowing a person for 14 and a half minutes. But and that's not seeing them. You don't know what they look like. Which I like that part. I, I like think that's great. Yes, I agree. That was a great, the premise was great. And then as I watched, I was like, oh. Oh, and then they meet, and then they go on yeah. vacation, and then things get well. Anyway, I so I watched the Grammys very late. I fast-forwarded through the commercials, and I, I have a lot of hot takes. I have all the thoughts. I watched every performance. I saw every acceptance speech. You would be proud of me. Oh, I'm very proud of you. But I will say, just as a side note, because you said you fast-forwarded through the commercials, there was one awesome commercial that I have to give him kudos for. That's for Mr. Ben Affleck. And I told you, because you need a sponsor, he's doing Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Yes. It was so Boston. His accent was so thick. And he made fun of himself from the photo last year at the Grammys. Yes, and I heard. It was great. And I was like, kudos to you for making fun of yourself. I laughed through the whole commercial. I'm like, this is hysterical. And it was great. So kudos to Ben. I enjoyed it very much. Well, to start things off about the Grammy Awards, before we get to the awards and the snubs and the surprises and all of our thoughts about who won, the performances, every year Billboard Billboard lists their ranking of who they thought the top performances were. Oh, so wow. I, okay. I would share with you and we could go one down the list and you could give me a quick thought and I'll give you my quick thought on each performance. Yeesh! That was at the Grammys. And me and Adrian are going to... Fight like cats, cats and dogs. I don't know. I think I think you're going to be surprised by my two favorite performances. Now, the the just as a side note, before we talk about the the tribute, the the in memoriam twenty minute tribute. Oh, okay. they did not include that <gasps> in the list because they said that that was separate, except Fantasia because Fantasia was the in memoriam was over and it was a kind of a standalone alone performance. Okay. So the John Baptiste, Stevie Wonder, Annie Lennox portion was is not on the list. Just right. letting you know. All right. I don't know if I agree with that, but we'll go on. I also don't necessarily agree with the 20-minute in memoriam. Oh, God. I, I, 
it kind of took away. I missed some of the people. I was like, did I see everybody? But I get it. But they were they were great performances. They were all yes. great performances. Yes. Go ahead. So let's we're gonna we're gonna do the ranking from Billboard. Yeah. So this is what Billboard says, not Robert and not Adrian. Okay. They say that the worst performance. <laughs> oh, are we gonna fight already? I'm waiting. <laughs> is you two? Who? I will have to say, who the hell is that song? Why did they, they, the only art artists to never be perform on the Grammy stage. They gave them this opportunity to do this giant commercial for Las Vegas. It was shot with like a concert camera. And while the sphere is cool, it was kind of a, it didn't, it's not a nominated song. There was no need for it to be there. I didn't get it. So I don't disagree. I don't know if it was the worst performance. My issue with it was it definitely wasn't live. I mean, it may have been live at one point, but I was kind of like, it was a bit like the sphere thing is cool. And you were in Vegas and you said like it it is, and I'm sure it's cool. I don't know though, if I would want to experience a concert like that, like that's a lot going on. Um, And I didn't know the song. I love you too. I know you're not a big U2 fan. I happen to like them, but I was like, this is the song. That you yeah, choose. It wasn't a greatest hit. It was a, and of course they have a remix of the song. The song is out. The song bombed last year. So it's all business. I, I get that. But if that's your moment, and I can't believe they've never performed on the Grammys. No, they um, performed on the Grammys. They performed on the Grammys. The Grammys have never let anyone show a performance not taped at the Grammys live. Oh. This okay. be the exception. And that's the song they picked. Yeah, I kind of agree with them on that. It, I, it was disappointing. That's good. Disappointing. They sounded like you two, but it was yeah. disappointing. Number 11, they said, was Olivia Rodrigo, who did her vampire bleeding, bleed blood coming out of the screen. You know, this is the thing, eh? I, I really watched these performances. A lot of the performances go old school last night, where they yes. did a ton of hoopla around. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Where it was a microphone and a microphone stand, a la Whitney, Mariah, Celine, you know, the, the singers right. of the day. But, shady comments. To be able to pull that off, you need to really be able to sing. Correct. And the presenters were more famous than the winners. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be more excited that Mariah and Selena are there and Christina Aguilera than the people who win the awards. But Olivia so- Rodrigo is forgettable. I said it and I don't care. So here's the thing. I actually was impressed because I thought this was the best she's sounded. Mm. She has performed this song um, a couple of times at a couple different vampire woo-woo songs. Yes. And um, I thought her voice was very good, but I I was kind of like, oh, it is kind of stripped down. And then I'm like, of course, you know, because I'm old. I'm like, is she bleeding? And I'm like, oh. That's part of it. Performance art, eh? I get it. I know. And then I was like, because then I was like, wait, wait. And then I said, oh, it's the vampire thing. But but where were the teeth marks? Like, that's my thing. Like, at least have the teeth marks on you your neck or something. It. Right. Do it. Do it. If you're going to do you have to commit. You have to commit. And the wall with the bleeding, I'm like, that was very uh, Queen of the Damned. Um, Aaliyah, great movie. Uh, I, I, it was missing. I'd rather have none of that and just her in that. I thought almost it was going to be Carrie. Was like blood going to come down on her? Right. Like you know, I I personally though I thought she sounded the best I've I've heard her. I, you know, 
okay, woo woo, let's move on and pick a different song. Well, number 10 surprised me. Okay. And we, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying it's sacrilegious because people have, look, here's my thing about Billy Joel, if I may sell, say it. <gasps> here's the thing Billy Joel is an old, grumpy man. Okay. He has been singing these damn songs for 50 years. When you see him in concert, he sounds amazing, but half of the time he seems like he does not really want to be there. He does not really want to sing Only the Good Die Young a thousand more times in his life. <sighs> this poor guy. I know. Does it he look excited to was it an exciting You know what was exciting? The story of how the song was written with the guy who had lunch with him and forced him to kind of write a song and put out a single. That's a great story. That the was story, a great story. Yes. Song is beautiful, classic Billy Joel. Yeah. Was it exciting? No. I don't think Billy Joel is exciting. He sits at the piano and sings. But here's the thing. I also think, why did you save that until the end? Like that should have been, I think, a little earlier. And also, just as a side note, because I know he played them out. I don't know if that's on there. Everybody left. And I thought that was kind of like, oh, it's Billy Joel. Your buddy, Jay Rodriguez, he stayed. He was there dancing while Billy, he's like, Billy Joel is here. Like, well, you know, it's Billy I, Joel. Yeah. But and that was fun. But the song itself, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. I get it. And he didn't look happy to be there. He's That's what you get from Billy Joel. Yeah. Look, he's got a big Icon, legendary. He, he has, sounded great. Young children and a big house to pay for in the Hamptons. He is out on the road. He's doing shows with Sting. He's doing shows with Stevie Nicks. He's doing more shows at the Garden. He just, I, yeah. Number, I can't talk that bad about Billy Joel. I think he sounds amazing. He's amazing. Know, but, I've never seen him in concert, and I, I would, oh. I would like to see before he finishes at Madison. Well, well see. you better go. It's going to end. I know. I know. Number nine. You can fight me on it, and I agree. I would put Billy Joel at nine and put this person on ten. I talked smack about her on the pre-show. I'm so tired of her. I'm. Everyone loves the sad. Everyone is so moody and sad. SZA and 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 this one and all these people that are so sad singing these whiny songs. Yes, I'm talking about Billie Eilish dressed like Barbie doll in her 1950s ensemble on a stool. Boring as can possibly be. Do you want to know how boring it is? I wrote down every performance except that one because it was like, oh, it's her I'm again. Sorry. Young kids, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't get so it. I was curious if she was having difficulty singing the song because I thought it was always a very like, cause she sings in a very hushed voice a lot of the time. Uh -huh. And I'm like, then she was singing higher. And I was like, Oh wow. That's so like, it was really beautiful. But I'm like, is she having some technical difficulties there? Like what's going on? And I think it's just so overplayed. Um, it's a beautiful song because I get it. And I was a Barbie person and I get the Barbie movie, but can we sing something different? You know she's going to sing it at the Oscars, too. Of course she is. But I want, well, for the Oscars, I'm praying Ryan Gosling pulls one out because I want to see that performance on, on the Oscars. He didn't do it at the Clive party. He did not do it at the Clive party. Mark Ronson sang it at the Clive party. I know. I hope he does. Number eight was one of the oddest. I was in fact, I didn't think it was good, but I was fascinated. Can I guess? Sure. Is it Travis Scott? What a was it a WWF match? What happened? Who was he angry at? You know, he lost all he's lost 10 times. 
Well, I I'm not a particular fan. I I don't I don't know his music very well. It was that was like more of a production. Oh yes. number. Sure. I, I I was I I watched it. I was like, okay, you know, um, like I said, I I just don't listen to his music. Not that it's not people don't enjoy it. Obviously, he's not Grammy, not Grammy nominated. Like that's amazing. But I put cool cool performance like the lightning and the fire. I was like, oh, that's exciting. The chairs and the foot. Uh, uh, okay. Then he bashed a chair around, and then yeah, he was angry. He's angry, and he shouldn't be angry. He's got babies with Rihanna. Yes, but he is arrested, and he did lose ten Grammy nominations in his life. Yeah, kind of sucks. Number seven, A will be mad about maybe, maybe not because everyone else is a banger of a kind of a show. But number seven, according to Billboard, I was a little disappointed too. I'm not going to lie. I'm don't come for me, A. But number seven is Dua Lipa. Now listen to why, okay? I'm not exactly upset about that. Go ahead. She looks great. We told, said she's a little basic, but she looked mm-hmm. lovely. She's a very good performer. She has got a lot of charisma. That weird colander blender thing was fine and cool. What the hell songs was she singing? Can I get the songs I want her to sing with some pizzazz and oomph? So she's beautiful. She is definitely a beautiful woman. Um, I actually wanted to give her kudos because for the male dancers, for a change, she had some men that were kind of bigger guys. And I appreciated that. They didn't have their shirts off. They didn't need to be off. And I was like, oh, look at that. Let's hear for the big guys for a change. Because we we have been seeing more body positive women. And now we see body positive men. And I thought that was great. I I liked the, I didn't like the colander. Because you, you, lo- you lose her in it. I liked the beginning with the acrobat. That was cool. I didn't know the song. But I Me. think she said she was really on the red carpet. She's releasing a new song. So that might have been the new song. I was hoping for a little more. I needed a little more oomph. It was very dark. It was like, I mean, she was like Miss Dominatrix and stuff, which, hey, that's great. But it didn't go with the music, if that made sense. And I wanted to, I wanted to like whoop, whoop it up with. I wanted the bop. I wanted the Barbie song. No, it was no bop. Yeah. That was, I, 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 I'm not mad at that. It's very acrobatic. Yes. Yes. But I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Number six, I enjoyed, I did not know the song. I know the artist, but I did, I did enjoy this. Burna Boy, Brandy, 21 Savage. I had fun. I liked no, it. That was, see, now that is what the Grammys are about. And I know there's a lot of, there's hundreds of awards. That's what needs to be out there because that's how people learn about yeah. different genres of music, different yeah. cultures. I thought that was fantastic. I loved his little outfit. It was sparkly. And I loved that that was a production. I loved that. And then there comes Brandy looking fabulous. And there's 21 Savage, who he has like no um, emotion. No. Even on the red carpet, he's like, whoop. Just That's just how he is. Even I think when Trevor Noah like talked to him, whoop, he, that's just how and, he is. And Brandy kind of sang live, which is yes. And 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 she looked amazing. They all look great. I just I lo- I just that was a highlight for me because I was like, that's cool, and that's what the Grammys do, and I enjoyed that. Ala Ricky Martin and all these other acts that were discovered from a different. Pl- I, I liked that moment, and I loved his charisma, and I loved his dancing, and he had a good time. And fun on stage resonates to fun in the audience. It's it's contagious. Yes. 
Number five, I don't agree with at all. I would have moved it up, but that's just my opinion because I'm a little biased. I also don't think it should be included because we talked about In Memoriam's not on here, but I loved Fantasia's performance. I do not care. I loved it. I loved it. You can all be mad. You can come for me. She sung that as her audition song for American Idol. It's a full circle moment for her to do it on the stage. I don't care about her outfit. I don't care what y'all are going to say. I don't care about Beyonce shading her in the audience a little bit by ducking her head and not being a part of it. I loved it. It was my favorite performance of the evening. She killed it. I wrote in all capitals, killed it. Several exclamation points. You go, girl. First of all, she's she's a little bit bigger. She looked amazing. She danced the heck out of that. She sang the heck out of that. She even bumped into one of the dancers. She was having so much fun. And I mean, granted, yes, I know it. It, it was in memoriam, but what a perform! Like that was amazing. That was so fantastic. And can we just say how amazing all the female performers were tonight? Well, like last night for the ladies. I just thought she did an amazing job. I wish that was more talked about. And Tina would have appreciated that so much. And I am so proud of Fantasia because I know she's been through a lot, even after American Idol and everything. And what a great year for her. Kudos to her. I thought that was that was my favorite performance of the evening. I am a big fan of Fantasia. I've always been a fan of Fantasia. I have had the privilege of, 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 of meeting Fantasia. She's a sweetheart. She's just the way she is on TV, you know, we forget how good her voice is because she left the man and she was with the Verizon guy who was married. She had some drama. She lost money in a house and she talks very openly about it. Very a la Mary J. Blige. But what this year was her year with the color purple. I don't care how much money the movie makes. I don't care what people think or what Taraji says about it on the red carpet. She was amazing in the movie. She's an amazing singer. And I'm so happy that she had that moment on the Grammy stage because I think she really has, she's really revived herself as being a part of this conversation um i love number now this performer number four on the list i agree this you know she gets a rep sometimes but she can sing and she pulled off the microphone stand and no production singing she can do it and it's miley cyrus Yes. So yes, Fantasia's number one. Miley is definitely number two. First of all, that's what sober looks like. And mm. she, her arms, she has Michelle Obama arms. She looked gorgeous. I loved her hair. I loved all of her outfits. I know people, we'll talk about that later, but she sang. I've always liked her voice. I just think it's very different and unique. And she can really sing almost anything. And I love, she, what an amazing performance. I love that. Fantasia's number one. Miley is definitely number two. I just love how she gave shade to that certain person who deserved the shade in her song that she wrote it about. And it was just all her. And I loved how she called people out like, you don't know the song, let's sing it. And then I got nervous because I'm like, oh God, does she not want to sing? And she just went, belted it. And I loved everybody in the audience, even Oprah, singing to her song. And I thought that was great. I loved it. I think that she's got a, she can really sing. She, her personality sometimes overshadows. We forget yeah. about her talent. Like she can sing up and down and around and she has enough charisma and star power where she does not need to do all the hoopla. She can stand there and sing a song. Yeah. I mean, I just, I made a little note. I put fit and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I loved everyone dancing. Uh, Kelsey Ballerini went over by Taylor Swift. They were singing the song together. And I know Taylor gets a lot of crap because, oh, she sings. Yeah, but she's a fan. And I'd love to see someone such as Taylor singing the song and getting into it. Um, And then uh, I think Oprah, first of all, I thought was hysterical. And I think Kelly and her son, Kelly Clarkson, who looked gorgeous, uh, was singing it too. And I just really, um, I thought that was really cute. Uh, very cute. I liked it a lot too. I don't agree that number three is SZA. SZA is very talented. She's just not my cup of tea. I'm not young enough. I'm not angry enough. I'm not emo-y and moody enough. But people, she's she's very beautiful and she has a beautiful voice. Beautiful I wish she would sing. Like, come on, give me something. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't think, but she is kind of emo. I mean, I know she's in another type of, of genre, but yeah, her, her lyrics and stuff, which are, are beautiful songs. Um, I did kind of listen to a couple and again, this was also a very produced, the the Kill Bill, the sword and everything. I was like, wow, that's like, that was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I want a little more from her. Like, belt it out. I know you can do it. I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I yeah. Lady, I don't get it. I don't know why. I'm sure Billie Eilish can belt too, but she decides mm-hmm. to, whatever. Number two was a throwback. And I know people got really excited and had fun. And I had fun and I liked it too. Uh, uh, Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs. I love it. It was super sweet. And Tracy looks amazing. Oh my God. She looked amazing. I just loved how he would look over to her and like he was in the moment too. Like probably thinking, Oh my God, I'm singing with her. Like who would have ever thought this would have happened? Like, I'm sure that was going through his head as well. And I loved, like you said, it was super simple just in front of a microphone. You, you know, you had the band and you had the two of them and it was so pretty and so simple and it's number one today and or i I don't know if the original song or their song whatever it is is number one and i just think that's awesome and and kudos to tracy because i thought that was great tracy wrote that number and she don't care if it's her version or his version because the checks are clearing for her either way she wrote that song but i just i I just thought that was really sweet and i remember like back in the day i mean It was, and it was a song back in the day. Like it was, it had feeling behind it. And now even more so, like, I just thought it was so well done. Like kudos. That was, that was a nice surprise. I loved it too. And number one, it did get me. It got me. It did get me. Joni Mitchell was a very, very special, sweet. Oh, firstly, that song makes me want to boohoo cry. Then you add her there sitting there in the chair, spinning around her first time performing on the Grammys you know, um, 80 years old, 80 years old. So I bawled the whole song. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, who's amazing. We, we, you, you sing her music too. She's an amazing, she's an amazing songwriter, amazing singer. Um, and you, you have to think, and I'm going to get emotional. You have to think this woman, this amazing singer who was a folk singer, she was a hip, back in the day um overcame all odds she had a brain aneurysm and was sitting there looking Joni Mitchell you know with her cane her bedazzled cane to the music singing this beautiful song with all of those other beautiful musicians sitting there with her Mm. but she still shined the brightest And I just thought that was, again, an amazing thing because I do like when the Grammys bring other people in, like with Tracy Chapman and and Luke Combs. I just was like, I just, I have a special connection to that song. 
because of movies that, that it was in life as a house, um, which I had never, um, and also love actually that was on the soundtrack. And it's just, I think it hits a lot of different chords, uh, you know, like emotionally, because it's just, it's such an emotional song. And I just love that Trevor Noah came out and then gave her her Grammy. I just thought that was cherry on top. That was perfect. It was beautiful and 80 years old. And that just goes to show no one should say anything. And you say this all the time, do your art, do that, go for it. Don't just try it because you never know what could happen. And look at this amazing, amazing musician. Like that was, that was amazing. I agree. That song is a killer. Um, Uh, That is songwriting at its best for sure. Uh, When you look at um, the, and then the In Memoriam, which was not included, Stevie Wonder did a really, uh, I mean, Stevie is Stevie and he speaks and he does his thing. I loved the weird dead Tony Bennett um, duet. Um, And I, Annie Lennox is Annie Lennox is Annie Lennox. I love Annie Lennox. And I just thought very appropriate to pay. And I I was like, oh my God, that's right. Sinead. And it was appropriate because Sinead was that type of activist to ask for peace. And she was asking for world peace as well. It wasn't specific. And I kind of appreciated that. And I thought it was appropriate. Um, Annie struggled a little bit singing the song. I mean, I know that's a high song to sing and Annie's been around and she's amazing, but I loved her makeup. Like the, I don't know if it was a tear or whatever, like that was really cool. And I just, I, I thought that was great, but I have to say your boy, your boy was amazing. John Baptiste. He's so good. But what he said was, this is a celebration of life. And yes, yes it can be emotional and it can be sad, but that was an amazing performance. Again, all these amazing artists on there that the, the choir singing behind him, they were, I just, I, I, first of all, his suit was fabulous, but I, I loved it. I just thought it was fantastic. I, I did too. I know he, he didn't win any awards, but he won a billion right. last year. And, um, and I liked it too. And if you haven't seen a documentary about that, um, the, the godfather of, of Hollywood, the, the, the documentary about the person that, oh God, I'm not going to remember his name. Go look for it. It's on Netflix. It's really, really fantastic. Clarence Avent, that guy? Yeah. Amazing, amazing documentary about the music that he brought into the world. Because um, Lenny Kravitz did introduce it. <laughs> Lenny Kravitz did introduce him. The abs. Woo! So, yes, I already said this, but we had some really fun presenters that were there. Um yeah the Mariahs to start things off and Christina and Celine, et cetera. We'll get to Celine in a moment. Um, can we talk about Jay-Z first? Oh, you're going to go to Jay-Z. Okay. Let's go to Jay-Z. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Jay-Z won the Dr. Dre cultural impact award, which goes to an artist that uses his activism in society and, and, and all of that. And that's great. And I think Jay-Z is probably very fitting until all the skeletons come out of the closet, a la Diddy, but they haven't come out yet. So when you ask Roxy Brown, so when you, when you um, go to see him, his speech, I personally, some people were insulted. Maybe Adrian was insulted as per his moment where he said, some of you don't belong in the categories. And he goes back to Harkin, the Fresh Prince days and the, the, you know, the Grammys have not always gotten the category are not always, we're not always hip. Like Jethro Tull won the first metal Grammy. Like that's not exactly what I think. Totally of. understand that. And I, and I, I do agree with certain things that he said in regards to the Grammys need to get it right. Yes, Meaning 
there needs to be, and I definitely think there has been way more representation and, and R and B and rap because it is two different types of music and hip hop, you know, there are different genres of music. And I, I think that's really important and people should be recognized, which I think has definitely been happening. Yeah. Um, and, and more so, you know, needs to come. His wife, the comment about his wife. Well, see, here's my thing, A. I think that, you know, a, see, A is going to be, is more of a Taylor Swift fan and I'm a more of a Beyonce. Oh, no, no, no. This is not about Taylor Swift and Beyonce. No, but what I will say I firstly, I don't think Beyonce needs her man to speak for her. Firstly, did you see how uncomfortable she looked again? Because men are speaking for women. Sorry, that's how I feel. But go ahead. I do think he was trying to give a compliment. It may have been misconstrued, but he was trying to say, "How do you have the most awarded person who has won the most Grammys ever never win the biggest award?" But I also think it diminishes her accomplishment. By saying it in that way. But here's the thing. A, why are you calling her a young lady? Your daughter who is standing next to you, who was so nervous. I felt for Blue Ivy because A, I don't think she wanted to go up there. And she didn't kind of know what to do. And she's just kind of standing there. And she's very young. Like, we don't realize how young she really is. Like, I don't even think she's 13, right? No, I she's think she's young. She's young, though. She's young. She's young. And... You know, she's her life is amazing compared to how Jay-Z grew up. Absolutely. She lives a very privileged life. I just would appreciate because it and my thing is Oh my lord, she's only 12 years old. She's only 12 years old. This poor girl oh my like gosh, she does not look 12. She looks like she's 24 years old. Right. You know, so it's like you you kind of forget and even just to go side, even Billie Eilish, because people are like, oh, Billie Eilish is only 22 years old and she's been winning Grammys for a few years now. So it's yeah. like, you kind of have to think about that. My thing is this. Beyonce is an amazing performer. But I also think she kind of also gets a little pigeonholed in her genre of music. Beyonce is not pop all the time. Beyonce no. is kind of R&B, hip hop, things like that. She can be pop, but she's a couple other things. When you talk about other people, and I will put Taylor Swift in this, she is, I mean, she was country, but Taylor Swift is full on pop. I mean, she she just made that shift. Well, yeah. My thing is, why is it always going after Taylor Swift? Because that, I do feel that remark. It was very reminiscent of when Kanye did what Kanye did, which was not fair to Taylor. And again, Taylor Swift was go possibly going to make history again. My thing is, why are you putting people down? And not just Taylor Swift. Like when you were saying, well, you know, maybe you don't deserve to be in that category. Who are you to make that judgment? That's not fair. Like all of those nominees, they're like, I would be like, is he talking about me? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't diminish other people. Maybe this was their first time being nominated. And again, was it directed at Taylor Swift? We don't really know. I think it was. Was it directed at someone else that was a first time nominee? And maybe he's like, they didn't deserve it. And my wife deserved it. Okay. But then let your wife speak. She is a strong woman let her say that you could see the look on her face like uh oh he's going there don't go there like you could see she didn't want it to happen again and i feel bad for beyonce because she is gorgeous talented intelligent strong 
And because of Taylor and Beyonce, the economy has lived another year because of these two strong, powerful female performers. And Taylor went to Beyonce's opening. Beyonce came to Taylor's opening. Stop pinning women against each other. I don't like that. Well. Gentlemen, sit down. And in that capacity, in that capacity, that's where I was like, why are we doing this again? Why are we putting people down? I see your point of view and I don't. Okay. I get it. I don't like women pointed at each other. I don't like that that narrative doesn't. And again, he may not have meant it to Taylor, but it's going to be spun that way. And then they're going to fight. And it's like, no. But, but, but. Here's where Adrian gets mad at me because I have to repeat this to her thousands of times. And she gets so mad. Showbiz is fake. Award shows are fake. Taylor Swift is not the person you see. She showed her true self at the end of the Grammys because that's the person she is. And Beyonce and Jay-Z are not always super nice either. And they're all nasty. (laughs) And they put on a front and a face when it comes to a, a, a picture or she pretends to sing along and is all happy Taylor Swift. And I like Taylor Swift. And I like I love Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. I don't think Beyonce is very intelligent. That's why she doesn't speak very often. Oh. I don't think that Jay-Z should speak out of turn because there's a lot that could be said about him and his life and her. Um, and I know people are going to come for me and I don't care because I, I'm the biggest Beyonce fan. I don't Oh, care. you are. Listen, Beyonce- but here's the other thing in regards to record of the year, because you explained that to me. And, and I was reading a lot of comments today and people have their, you know, and that's fine. But someone also said, Taylor writes her stuff. Beyonce yeah. doesn't write. So she could have a couple great hits, but when you're talking about everything, Beyonce, that might might be part of why. Beyonce does, quote unquote, write in the way Mariah Carey, quote unquote, writes. Meaning they they may sing a line or a hook or have an idea and they always get songwriting credit magically on every one of their songs because you get a song on their album if they don't get credit. Mm -hmm. Taylor does sit with a guitar and write a song. Right. I think Beyonce's music, this is going to be controversial. I think Beyonce's current music of the past few albums tends to be a little bit more avant-garde and out of the box than pop radio. So it's not as hummable and singable and as catchy as, say, say some of the other music that's out there. I agree. So, So it doesn't get the recognition because it's a little sophisticated or a little bit funky or a little bit weird or a little bit moody. So it doesn't become, it's not an anthem that everyone is singing in the same way that her older music used to be because she has evolved to make the music she wants to make. When right. she started, she needed to create pop gun, bubble gum, anthems, crazy in love. Which is amazing. Yeah. She's, but she's still, look at her. I mean, she dances her butt off. Yes. She sings her butt off. She is an amazing entertainer and an icon. Agreed. But it does change the accessibility or the likability of the music because it's not doing Z100 if you're in New York pop radio music anymore. She's right. doing sophisticated music in a different style and experimenting and she has every right to. It just doesn't mean that it's going to be universally acclaimed. And I'm not trying to compare it to Taylor Swift, but like Taylor Swift or, yeah. or that writes or Dua Lipa. Or Adele, even Adele. Miley I mean, that, that was the year that Adele won and she was like, I wore a pin for Beyonce or what, lemon, she wore like but, a lemon pin or something. Like, like, writes a more universally cohesive, yes. Mean, 
project where Beyonce has, and I'm going to say this, and it's she's made, written smarter music, like more funky creative music, but it's not as easy for everyone to digest anymore. If, the, if that's not an insult, that's just the no, way. No, I, I completely agree with you 100%. And, and I also think, and Whoopi Goldberg on The View was talking about it today because she kind of, I thought she was going to, we were going to have differing opinions. And she said, she does have 32 Grammys. The yes. most of anyone. In the world. Anyone living or dead. Lisa Franklin, Stevie Wonder, you know, whomever. The Elvis. I mean, Elvis. Michael Jackson. Let's think about Whitney Houston. Let's think about that for a second. Like that's, I think where when Jay-Z made the comment and I get it because yes, record of the year is the big, big one. I get it. But again, and and listen, they have a great platform and I do hope, and I, I, because he won the award, they do help others and do wonderful things for, for those, you know, cause he spoke out about scholarships and things like that. And yes, that's, what's great. Use that platform for those things. That's wonderful that you do that, you know, continue to do yes, that. Agreed. But then when you kind of say that, and then Whoopi's like, you have, she does have 32, <laughs> like, you know, she goes, and she says, I get it. And just like I said, he's right on several other things, but again, Diana okay. Ross has none, you know, like there are people who have zero. She Grammys. mentioned, she goes, Diana Ross has none. Aretha so, doesn't have any either. No, she does have a bunch. She has. A oh, bunch. She, okay. But like, oh. You know, you got it. You got it. You have to kind of look at that. And then she said, she goes, it is subjective. She was like, just like with the Oscars and Barbie didn't get nominated. It is subjective. Doesn't mean it's right. But But she just said he could have. She says again, but don't. But and her other thing was my thing. Don't start a fight that isn't existing. Because the social media and the media is ready for them to fight. And I don't think they are like, I think Beyonce and Taylor Swift like each other. Sure. I would, people kind of were hoping they would come out at the end and give the award together, but they were like, well, no, because Taylor's up for the award. They can't do that. So I wish they would record a song together. Well, before I give you my opinion of Taylor Swift and the hot topic of the hot topics of the world, which is going to be album of the year. And did she snub Celine or did she not? I would, we're going to make you wait for the end to hear it because I'm not giving it up. Okay, can we wait for the end? Because I did want to talk about, um, hold on. Um, Oh, can we talk about Christina Aguilera? Sure. And Maluma? Now, you know I love me my Pedro Pascal. He was very handsome. He had a fabulous suit on. I do know, I'm kind of getting like the bad bunny and and whatnot. And um, I do like Maluma. He had a song with Madonna too, right? Didn't he and Madonna do a song? Yes, Adrian has a type. Not her husband. <laughs> My husband. Adrian has a type. Pedro Pascal and Maluma. How they <laughs> how they doing? Um, oh, come on. No, no. I know. I know. But and then Christina Aguilera. And I had to look. I'm like, is that Christina Aguilera? Um, because she looked her her dress was she was almost like tripped on her dress. Um, but it was interesting. I think the well, they didn't have a lot of presenters because they didn't give a lot of awards. Right. But can we talk about Trevor Noah? Sure. I I enjoy him. I think his opening was amazing. He's cute. He's adorable. He's I sweet. I like I like the table setup again because they did that last year too. I kind of like that for everybody. Um I I kind of liked his Madonna joke because he did kind of give a little shade with yeah. was very funny. 
Um, and then it was hysterical that Meryl Streep was late getting to her seat. And he was waiting. He was not leaving until Meryl Streep showed up. I did love her outfit, but I did not know that that was her son-in-law, Mark Ronson. Yeah, how cool is that? That was very cool. And her daughter, who's the actress, Mamie Gummer, I think, something? Sure. She was on something, yes. It's cute that Adrian um, thought that that was a real moment and not scripted with Meryl Streep running. Oh, I think she was running from the bathroom. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe she was. Then Taylor Swift's coming in. Yes. And that whole moment too, with her entourage of Jack Antonoff and everything. Who did he won produce? Did he win producer of the year? Yes, he did. Okay, uh, I do like him. I think he he has a cool mind uh, of music and things like that. Um, and then I like how he talked about TikTok and Universal Music. Yes, that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And then he bashed Spotify. So I just thought that I just think he was very. But I did also like how because people were like, "Oh, he talked about Taylor Swift," and I was like, "No," he kind of was like just leave the girl alone. Right. And he's like, I'm going to turn to an NFL. And then he turned to Terry Crews, which was hysterical. I thought that was so fun. Like that was funny. Like that was, that was good. But then Ta Miss Taylor Swift had a fan because now when she talks, people are lip reading her. Like, just let her be like, I don't even care anymore at this point. But then she gave her fan to SZA because SZA was very warm. I, you know, I pay attention to these things. And like Taylor Swift had her fan and she like talked to SZA and she's like, no, no, here, take the fan. And poor SZA was so warm. She was fanning herself. And I was like, see, oh, that's cute. I thought that was kind of cute. There was also a moment on the red carpet, which was hysterical. Taylor didn't stop to talk to people. Um, and I, this woman stopped and Taylor's like, like she's taking pictures and this woman like stopped and Taylor shook her hand and is listening to her. And Janelle, I don't know if it was her mom, but Janelle Monet was kind of like, Leave her alone. And she's like, no, no. And she shook Janelle's hand. And Janelle was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. And like, I just like thought that was a cute moment on the carpet. Um, right. You know, because Janelle's like, leave her alone. <laughs> We're going to get to our hot takes on Taylor Swift. Okay. But I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I'm going to fight Adrian to the death on this one. <laughs> well, I have some inside information. Best pop dance recording went to Kylie Minogue. Yes! I don't know. Padam padam, yeah, padam padam. It's on my playlist with my man. Andy, Andy um, Cohen enjoys that song. All the gays. Best comp Pedro Pascal probably loves it with Maluma. <laughs> best compilation soundtrack went to Barbie, and um, best song written for a movie went to Barbie, Billie Eilish, and best music video went to the AI. Good God, help us. The Beatles AI music video for I'm Only Sleeping, which was a song made from AI. Mm. Uh, and uh, fascinating. Chris Stapleton uh, really came out and, and won the country song and best country solo performance. And yes. then did see on the awards show that Alice, nope, nope, what's her name? What's her name? Hold on, hold on. That lovely lady won for best country album. And it was cute, and she was cute, and she's won all oh, these. Oh, Lainey Wilson. That's so cute. Yeah, I love so it. Cute. Good for her. And um, in the gospel world, you know, Ty Tribbett, uh, my Darius made fun of me because I said a man named Ty Tribbett. He's very famous. He's very known, him and his wife. I, I know, but but also my, my I love, I love, I love the, um, love, <laughs> he's going to make fun of it, but I do, I do love Kirk Franklin, and I'm happy he won for best gospel song. Oh, uh, good for Kirk Franklin, Yes. Yes, we love Kirk Franklin, and we love that Killer Mike won all the oh boy, he Killer swept. Mike 
one and one and one best rap song, best rap performance, best rap album, then got detained by the police, then was smiling while he got arrested in handcuffs, but then he didn't get arrested and then he got let out. It was very bizarre. Yes. Oh, can we just talk about the first award? Which went to a first-time Grammy winner, which was Miley Cyrus. Yeah, we're gonna get there. Oh, we're gonna get there. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. You could talk about it. We were. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so excited for her. I'm excited about that moment too. Best musical theater album went to our friends, our friends at Some Like It Hot. So cheers to Jay. Oh yay! Cheers to Adrian Hicks. Cheers to um to to Nicole. Everyone that our our friends have all been on the round table. So cheers to uh, the Sun Like It Hot team. I love those people. They're good people. And um, best comedy album went to Dave Chappelle. Oh. And yes, it did. And and Michelle Obama did win best spoken word. Yes. Which A said. And best, um, best, you know, John Williams won best instrumental composition composition i was for the indiana jones helena's theme i was like oh but it's john williams he's one of the best so i mean you can't yeah i mean wow and uh best pop uh our friend liz did not win and bruce springsteen did not win mm-hmm. um some lady who played the cello one or something like that what's her name lafoy LaFoy. Okay. So now we get to A what A was talking about. Uh, and Samara Joy, one who I love, Samara Joy, you know, she's really fantastic and she worked her ass off in New York City to be a jazz performer and won Best New Artist last year. And then she came out to give Best, best blah, blah, blah. Best Pop Solo Performance went to Miley Cyrus for Flowers. And Best Pop, nope, nope, that was it. They gave out Best Pop Solo Performance as the first performance of the year with Miss Mariah Carey. And amazing. Yeah, she no one has lighting and makeup and puts it together like Miss Carey. Like Miss Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And finally won going. I was just, first of all, I was like, she doesn't have a Grammy. Again, it's kind of crazy when you think who doesn't have it has, you know, have a Grammy, and then some people have 32. But um, I was very happy for her. I, I think she looks amazing. I love the song. I, I mean, that was a bop when it came out, and the video was so cool. And I do like the whole album. I, I really do. Like, she can, I just love her voice. I just think it's very unique. And she's been through the ringer from, yeah. I mean, she's been in it since she was a kid. Yeah. And been through all that stuff and grew up in front of us and crazy stuff at the MTV Video Music Awards. And, you know, she kind of went down the, a path. Um, he licked the... With Alan Thicke and all that stuff. And, yeah, she's she's been out there. And then she kind of, she got married and that didn't work out well for her, unfortunately. I think she got married. Um, or was engaged and that didn't work out. What? Which one? Liam Hemsworth. Oh, whatever. It didn't work out. But then she got clean and sober and she came out with this and won two Grammys. And I was like, kudos oh, to you. I liked it. And I liked her speech and I like her personality. And I, I, I loved, loved her speech. And I thought it was fitting that it was about a butterfly because Miss Mariah is about the butterflies. So yeah. I just. Look, Miley and Mariah are both on a whole other planet than us. And I like it. Yeah. They I, I was really her. happy for her. They gave She gave her weird speech about the butter catching the butterfly and then. Mariah was there and Mariah had to look the opposite direction of Mariah's favorite side because she only likes to be photographed from the one side and then she had to be the other side. So she kept trying to stand. It was very entertaining. I highly entertained by yes. all of it. 
Um, best R&B song went to SZA, who only won two awards for the $100 million that she was nominated for. But two is still two. Uh, and did you see who presented her the award? Lizzo. Oh, mm, and when she came out, people didn't know how to react. It was like a boo and a yay and a like hoo. Like a, a, a slow clap. Like, okay, she looked great. Her yeah. dominatrix with her bracelets and everything. She really looked fantastic. And then I'm like, is Sissa not there? I'm like, what's happening? Because I'm like, is she in the audience? And no one's saying Yes, Sissa. Well, and then she comes running out because she was probably changing. Right. And then they're like, you got to put the other outfit back on. Yes. And then the embrace that they had, I thought was great because as Sissa said, they've been friends a really long time and came yeah. up together yeah. in the business. So yeah. I thought that was very sweet. I just feel like we, you can, I don't think, this is my thoughts about cancel culture. I don't think that society should cancel you. I think individuals can cancel you if they don't yeah. like you. And if I don't want to support Lizzo because I believe what people have said about her or that she got sued or I don't think she's a nice person, then I don't support her. And then other people don't support her. Then she just goes where she goes. Right. But I don't think as the world needs to cancel somebody, I think we as our dollars and our economics choose to cancel someone by not supporting them anymore. Right. I don't like when things cancel people because they just feel like, oh, you know, like, let the people decide. Well, also to you're in a, you are technically innocent until proven guilty. Yes. And I just, it's very quick to you, you, you throw the guilt on someone, Johnny Depp very, very quickly. And then they get fired from all of these things and then they go through it and then they're found innocent. And then they kind of like, you ruin their lives. Like and my thing is Lizzo is Lizzo easy to work with. No. Is she difficult? No. Yes. Is she known in the business to be a difficult personality to work with? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. People have been complaining about her behavior before she broke. But is being a not nice person mean you're not a good artist? Because I think all of the people we grew up liking would have never been able to make art if you were judged on your personality. <laughs> because people do not, you know, there's a lot to be said about fame, celebrity, entitlement, you know, power, money. This is a bigger issue than poor Lizzo. Oh, definitely. Family. Definitely. And also, you know, you have to also look at Lizzo. She is not, she does not look like Beyonce. No. She is, you know, she's a bigger girl, you know, she came from, you know, she had to kind of, she had to be even bigger than she was. So did it go to her head? Yes. I'm sure. Did she do all of those things? I don't know. But what mm. I will say is a, I think people need to nowadays, and this is going to sound grumpopotamous in the Broadway world, which I, I get to talk to all these fancy people or in music or in, in business. Can we stop having sexual contact with our employees with the people that work for us like that's where we get into trouble like i'm not saying Lizzo yeah. did it or not but she's accused of forcing people to go to a club and engage right. in behavior that they were not comfortable with and we gotta be very mindful of the people yes. we hang out with when we talk about physical relationships consent sexuality like we really should like have our friends that get down and and our relationship Yes. And then we shouldn't do that with our coworkers and are the people we are the boss. There of. needs to be a separation. And I know when you're on tour and it's like, oh, let's go do this and what have you. And I get that. I understand that. But I think there needs to be, then you need to bring your friends with you so your friends can do that with you because the people that you work with, they probably were like, if I don't do this, I'm going to get fired. And that may have not been the case, but 
protect yourself. There has to be, there needs a boundary. There has to be a boundary. boundary. And I don't think she meant it in ill will, Lizzo. I just think it went in a, like you said, there, there's certain things you do and certain things you don't do. Don't where you eat. Yep. Amen. Um, Best new artist is uh, Victoria Monet, who I thought her story was fascinating and I would love her story and good kudos to her manager and kudos to her. Kudos to her. Her little girl was on the red carpet with her. She's only two years old or three years old. She was not liking the paparazzi. She had the same dress as her mom did. They looked, she looked beautiful. She was so sweet and so grateful. And her husband was there and he kind of was like, mm, okay. And he's like, when she was talking to Laverne Cox, she's like, mommy, you could hear him. And she like gave the look like, uh-uh, mm-mm. like, I don't want any part of this. And she was so cute. So I, I, and I just thought I was very happy for her. I, I loved her speech too. Me too. Record of the year went to our girl Miley, which was a huge win for her. Shocking. I think she was really surprised. Yeah, me too. And I think and she deserves it. It's good. Totally. It's good she, she, thanked, she thanked her gaze for making her beautiful. And then of course she was Miley and, Said she didn't wear underwear, which is good. Now, album of the year. Wait, nope, I'm not doing it yet. Hey, go ahead. Tell me about the red carpet before I tell you about Celine Dion. Oh, and- all right. Listen, the red carpet was a buzzing. You had Laverne Cox on E and, and Heather, this new comedian who I really like. She's great on the carpet. She's really, really great. I enjoy her. Um, I kind of want to watch her um her thing. There were lovely, lovely um people. Uh the gentleman brought it again. I can't think of her name and she was probably not talked about enough because she had the most interesting outfit. Um, it was Dawn. Uh, she had like a tree. It was a red dress. It was a tree. She had red branches and leaves and oh my gosh, like it was amazing. Then you had, I mean, there were so many great outfits. You had boy genius, the three of them had on white tuxes um, and they had this red pin on the lapel and they all had pink carnations and they were big winners too. I, I really liked their look because the Grammys is edgy. The Grammys isn't always like, oh, this beautiful gown. It's not like that. You got to be a little edgy. Pentatonix was wearing shorts. So I thought that was great. One of them, they were wearing black and white. Um, then you had... Uh, Billy Joel, he was there on the carpet with his wife and his and his daughters, and and he looked really good. Um, a, a lot of black and white, a lot of metallics, uh, a lot of um, gemstones, and I will say because I thought they were so adorable. The Warren Treaty, she had a beautiful lilac dress on, and then her husband, I want to say it was chartreuse. It was like a green color. And it worked like it was, it was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to work. And they were super cute on the red carpet as well. They were happy to be there. Um, Fantasia, finally, her stylist got it right. She looked stunning. It was very edgy. But again, edgy is is the Grammys. It's not always like, you know, so, so gorgeous. Um, Billie Eilish was Billie Eilish. She had a Barbie bomber jacket on. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Shania Twain, she didn't, she didn't speak to anyone. She glistened in gold is all I have to say. Look it up on Google images or whatever. She looked amazing. It was Christian Soriano. Um, Jelly Roll was hysterical. I adore him. I just think he is a a great person. 
in regards to that. And um, he was beige and comfy in his ensemble. Um, and he was happy because his hair was working because it was pouring rain in, a, in in L.A. yesterday. And I kind of thought it was sweet. And he said he was kind of starstruck. Like, he was so grateful that he was there just to be nominated and, and you know, just seeing all those people. And he commented on Laverne and said how beautiful she looked. And she commented about a song. And he goes, he goes, oh, my gosh, she knows my song. And I was just kind of like, you even use the right pronouns. And I just... You know, because sometimes you don't know. And I just really was like, kudos to you, Jelly Roll. Like, you you, you, you earned some respect for me uh, in that capacity. I will say, Chrissy Teigen looked amazing. John Legend looked amazing. He had, like, silk on. And, oh, he was killing it. Um, there were so many people. Like, it was just, like, insane. However, my two best dressed, Janelle Monet. Oh my gosh. It fit her like a glove. Ooh, the girlies were out, but it was like sexy, but not too much. She was, or excuse me, they were stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, I do think Dua Lipa also looked absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I also will say, um, as far as the gentleman, John Baptiste had a kilt on. And it was like silver and metallic-y. And I just, I thought he was great. Mm -hmm. And then I will say my other best dress. What? Cat Williams told you all about the kilts and the dresses and the whole. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and my other best dress, I, I will give it to Taylor Swift. I think she looked really pretty. And it was, she had a little nod, one of her chokers. It was a fake watch and it was at midnight. And then her dress was very, you know, everyone's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then she talked about her album dropping. And that was the ode to her album dropping or whatever it's called. Um, uh, yeah. Um, this Adrian Swifty fan club president is not my favorite, Adrian. Uh, oh, excuse me. But I will say the best dressed besides uh, John Baptiste, uh, Lenny Kravitz killed it on the carpet because he is... Um, wish I had his abs. I could, oh God, I could he's try. He's like 60 years old, Robert. It's in, well, he, he lives in the Bahamas. He has his own little island. So he's just there doing his thing. And, you know, I just. Um, they, thank you, A. I loved that. Well, A did that. I ate an apple and ate yogurt with almonds. <laughs> I, I was watching Love is Blind and, and I was watching those people in the pods. So I missed the red carpet and I was booed up. But, um, so thank you. And Darius will listen to this every single day. He will tell me tomorrow what we said. So hi, Darius. Thank you. Oh, hi, Darius. I hope you're feeling better. Love is blind with me. And I'm not allowed to go ahead. I have to wait for the next date. You have to wait. I know it's hard because sometimes I have to wait for John too to watch the Chicago's and it kills me. So I get it. Well, we, yeah, and I'm going to wait and I'm, it's fun and I love it. Yes. And we are now up to album of the year, which went to Adrian's new best friend in her head, Taylor Swift. And the moment that shocked the world, it was all over the world today. So Miss Celine Dion, who is looked as stunning as ever with the coat on, because I'm I feel I worry about her because I know she's probably one and a half pounds. And so she 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 had a beautiful haircut and she they styled her really beautifully. And I was so happy to see her. And then Taylor, and she's so stoic and Celine in her Celineness. And then she reads the award. And we all knew it was going to go to Taylor Swift. And then Taylor Swift gets up on stage. I didn't think it was going to be Taylor. Okay. Adrian thought it was going to be Beyonce. And then when I'm kidding. And then when Taylor came up with the dress that Adrian liked with the hideous black gloves, then she came up on stage. And then 
she jumped around the stage like she was my fifth grade student. And then she brought all her friends on to jump around the stage also like she's never won one before, even though she's won one four times. And then Celine stood there with her disease, not able to sing anymore, holding her effing Grammy, waiting for her to come to her. And then Taylor took it like she was a two-year-old with a lollipop and then gave her speech and then bumbled off. And then mysteriously, three minutes later, a photo is put out around the world about how they're just bestest friends. Some publicist that makes a hundred grand a month for Taylor Swift <laughs> threw her little self, that basic Becky self of her next to Celine for that picture because they knew the shit storm that was about to come flying their way. Did you guess my take on this event? I figured that would be your take. So I said, I was also on TikTok and Instagram, just kind of going back and forth. And it was kind of very last minute that A, Celine was coming because someone, I, I don't remember their, who they are, sorry, said, hey, this just came out like a half hour before someone is coming. It's a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was like, oh my God, it's Britney Spears. I almost wish it was Britney Spears. I love Celine and Celine is iconic and amazing and wonderful and very frail. And um, I, I get it because she, she, thank God she looks as good as she does because her disease is, is debilitating. So I'm, I was very happy to see her. But then someone said, no, it's not Britney. It's the Grammys. I was like, all right. And they're like, it's Celine. And I was like, oh my God, either one. And everyone's like, either one would be so amazing. Oh my God, that's so great. And then people were like, oh no, Beyonce is going to give the award to, you know, whatever. And they're like, Beyonce is not doing that. And, you know, but people were saying Celine or Britney, Celine or Britney. So it was very last minute. This same person, after, again, Taylor broke the internet with her dissing Celine, allegedly, and I don't know how this happened, all of the nominees were advised Celine was going to be giving the award. They were not to touch Celine. They had to, which, which is why she wore her coat. They had to literally ask her before they touched her because of her disease. I do not know if that was true. That's what I saw from someone who says, I, you know, they seem pretty reputable because they do kind of know some insider stuff. I think Taylor is really in love with Taylor. And I think she wanted all of those people to be up there. Like she dragged poor Lana, Ray, uh, Lana Del Rey, who was also nominated, but was also on the album. And she did not want to go up on stage, but she's like, come on, come on, come on. And I get it. She was excited. It was history. She won her fourth record of the year, I guess. Right. That's what she, right. That's what it was. Or album yes. of the year. It was history making. Poor Celine was just kind of standing there. But I also think, like you said, she was like a fifth grader jumping and hugging and, and so excited. And, and I get it. It was history. You made history last night. That's awesome. But was it Celine's moment or was it Taylor's moment? That was my question. I get Celine came out standing ovation. I cried. I was thrilled to see her. She looked absolutely beautiful, even in the coat. I wish she would have taken the coat off because I'm sure her dress was beautiful. But I think Taylor was also trying to say, these are the people that I work with and I do this That's for the fine. fans and I love making music. I just think, I think she just totally forgot it was Celine Dion. I re and I know I'm going to get right through the coals for this because people forget to thank their husbands and wives when they win for, you know, what have First you. Award, your second award, 
your 20th Grammy. You've been in this. Listen, Adrian. <laughs> she is not. I'm not saying um, it's right. I'm not saying it right. She she didn't even make eye contact with her, which was. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So just say Adrian's fake news TikToker says that they were all told they can't touch Celine Dion because news does not come from TikTok. But that's besides the point. I fight with Adrian about it all this. Time. So so say they were not supposed to touch her. You could tip the award and say thank you. You can take the award and come to the microphone and say it was nice to see you. You could take the award and go like this, like tip your head, give a wink, smile. You just grabbed it and jumped around. I did not love it. Secondly, I think what you said is the, the part that bothers me. We are beguiled thanks to good publicity and smart business. Right. To think that Taylor Swift is still this 17-year-old girl writing love songs about her boyfriend in her little bedroom with a guitar and that she's just so sweet and cute and innocent. She's a billionaire. She's a businesswoman. She takes your money. Okay. I don't. She does great things with it, but she takes your money. Right. She is a commercial. She took her chance that she cares so much about the Grammy Awards and winning and winning. She cares so much about the Grammy Awards and winning that she used her great moment when she won to use it as a commercial. Like, this is not someone who is not calculated. She calculated. Oh, no. That was her 13th award. Uh That was her 13th number. And this was 14. And every one of we jump around on stage like we never, which is cute. People like it. I get it. It's very exciting. But, but I was my, just, I literally was like, does she not realize Celine is there? And then I was like, and then I read it and I was like, oh, okay. And I was to like, touch her. I would be nervous to touch her too because she is very she didn't even She didn't even say like Miley did, like how honored I am that you're giving me, this MC is giving this MC an award. That was where, and and that's why, like, even when Celine came out, she's singing this song. And I'm like, did she forget she was there? And I, I mean, I, I get it. It was a historic moment. You were so excited. But I'm like, it's still Celine Dion. I get your moment of saying, whose moment is it? It is Taylor's moment that she won the award. But I think a, a gracious person who is secure in right. who they are and not a little insecure, which I think Taylor sometimes comes across a little insecure and catty you know she she uses her which is great it sells music she right. uses music to shade people which is fine she uses her narrative to shade people her lawyers are very big on cease and desist letters no one's allowed to make fun of her they're it's a big giant business it's a brand she is a brand a brand a, a huge brand and i mean people talk about the kardashians you need to take lessons from this one because That's when that album drops it's going to be huge. huge and it is calculated and the people look for the Easter eggs and things like that. And I just think I, I get that. I think if you are, I mean, I'm not a Swift. I'm not a Swifty. I enjoy her music, some of her music and I get it. I just feel bad because it's like this, she had to bring a fan. This is what I'm talking about. She had but to bring a fan. She created this, eh? She created it. She but wants did she, But did she create it or was yes. it media? No, she created it. She uses the mini media, manipulates the media. She makes everything an issue. She doesn't have to go to every football game. She doesn't have to rent a $3 million box at the Super Bowl. She doesn't have to pay a million dollars to park her plane because the planes are all booked. She does not have to be in, she doesn't want to be paid attention to. She does not have to jump around 
and be in the club. Like you can't complain that they're in your personal business and then be on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills with Travis Kelsey. That does well, not work. See, this here's way. the thing. I don't think she's complaining about it. No, she loves it. Because right, that's so what I'm saying. But my thing is everyone else is like, well, we're just going to hate on her and hate on her. And like the, 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 even to go further into it, like the, the Republican, I won't even say Republicans, certain people of the right side politically are like, there's a conspiracy theory. No, it's not. Leave her like, she is a threat. She has a lot of power. She's oh, a yes. Yes, she does. But, but it's not what, you know, but no. I just think, can we, can we, granted, it was in really poor taste. I was very disappointed in her. I'm like, you should have said something. And her people were probably like, you you totally did Celine Dion. And she probably was like, oh my God, because I do. And I hate like people also make fun of her when she sings other people's song and gets excited. I think that's just who she is. She does it at every award show. It's not for show. I just think she's, that's who she is. But I think she's very immature for her age. Or her act is immature for her age. Because no, I, I think, think she's insecure. insecure. I think she is insecure. Insecure. I think she's insecure. And that's my thing. She can't, she doesn't share. She does share in a way. But what I mean is like, that was her moment. She, a, 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 a person who is secure in their space and place, billion dollars, hundreds of millions of albums. You yes. could nod ahead to Celine Dion. You could blow a kiss to Celine Dion and not even mention her name. Just acknowledge the human being was standing there. It was so awkward. I was so uncomfortable watching it. And you know watching how sometimes it. Twitter and TikTok make a feud and you didn't even notice it? Like I'm like, yeah. I didn't think that was a big deal. The Fantasia Beyonce thing, I didn't think that was a big deal. Beyonce's not ready to dance. She's not going to get up and do an impromptu dance. She's Beyonce. Or, or or uh, Taraji P and Oprah. That right. also was fake not too. Real. Not but real. This was one that while I was watching it, it was not contrived by social media because while mm. I was watching it, I was like, I feel uncomfortable because I think we all see this is weird. It was one thing if she took the award and gave a speech very, 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 like gave a speech even excited. But the whole bouncing and jumping and running and the people, it became a circus and Selena standing <laughs> Standing there, holding it. probably was hurting her because it's so heavy because she's ninety I, pounds. I love, I loved Taylor Swift. I was there her first concert tour. I told you I saw her open for Tim McGraw and Faith Hill when it was I just her and a guitar. I know she stood in the parking lot signing CDs for eighty five hours so that people could meet her. She wanted this and she's got it and she owns it and loves it and she's in love and I can't wait to see the album she writes when she gets divorced because you know that's going to happen. I love all of it. I do. I love all of it for everyone. I'm so tired of her. I don't care. I don't care if she goes to the game. I don't care what she wears. I don't care if she's with Brittany Mahomes. I don't care that his mom likes her. I don't care they went to Cheesecake Factory. I don't care if she's going to write an album about it. I don't care what she wears. I don't care if he wins. I don't care about his beard. I don't care about them. I don't care. I don't care. Because I my thought thing, my her thing, character though. was on display, A. Her character was a little on display. I, I said, and I, I hope she I hope, I hope she says something about it because I think she needs to because you know she she banks on her char character. She banks on that. That's part well, of her brand. She's a victim, eh? Everyone's mean to her. Tell you know she's she's that first song she wrote about critics uh, that she's a bad singer. Then then Kanye West was mean to her. Then Kim Kardashian was mean to her. Then Jake Gyllenhaal's mean to her. Then Katy Perry's mean to her. She's a victim, and it sells records because young women 
believe that society does victimize young women. And she makes music that make people feel vindicated by that. Yes. And that's yeah. really wonderful and smart. But she's always the victim. But last night, she looked a little snarky. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely was a, a little, and I think the the one, the guy from People, or he used to be with People, and he said, he goes, and he kind of said what you said, he goes, I think she's a little insecure. He goes, and I think she is really into Taylor. And it was like, I won. And he goes, he goes, you also have to understand, because it does happen quite frequently, when you do win that award and you get up there and it's crazy. And he goes, and all these people were, like her people were on stage. He's like, I really think she just took the award and was like, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, but you forgot about Celine. Like, you know, and he goes, but that's why he said, whose moment was it after Celine said who won? Was it Taylor or was it Celine? And he said, she should have made some acknowledgement to her. And that's where she failed. And then just and, took her moment, like, yes. just an homage. I don't care if it was a Woohoo! Thumbs up. It just acknowledged. Well, she could have said, "Is oh my God, Celine, I love you. Thank you so much." But that's, that's all most, she had to say. Most people, if I know you, you said that maybe she wasn't able to touch her, but most people, like if, if Mariah Carey gave me an award, or Joe Schmo gave me the award, or the mayor of Richmond Park gave me an award, yes. I'm gonna walk up and shake his hand or say thank you. She didn't even say thank you. She didn't even mouth thank you. Like just say something. But see, then the other thing is, if all of those people weren't on stage and it was just Celine, would she have taken that moment? That's why I think I think she was super distracted. It was like she had ADHD, like on Turbo 20, and she was doing hand things and all this stuff. And I just think she didn't know which end was up. And then she just like she didn't even like because she was talking to someone and she took the award. And I'm like, it was Celine. It wasn't the you know, the Mr. or Miss Grammy. Like, did she not realize that? Because like, you could get overwhelmed and it is a lot of attention. It's but a lot of attention. And I, I just, I, my thing is, is that you could have ended on such a high note and now you're going to get bashed again for this. But my thing is, can we stop bashing everyone? Like stop bashing Beyonce, stop bashing Jay-Z, stop bashing Taylor. Like, let's just kind of be a little nicer to people Okay, that deserve it. But she does need to be held accountable because she she did mislead. I can't. She also should be held accountable because she makes everyone else be held accountable. And if you're going to hold everyone else to a perfection where you're going to talk about What's fair is fair. Turn around is fair game. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I am a little, I have a little swift fatigue. I don't care. <laughs> I really am over it. I'm a little bored. And I find her, here's the word, and Swifties can come for me. She's corny. She's corny, eh? She's so corny. It's so childish and corny. And I know it could be fun and cute for people, but it's corny. Even her concert is corny. No, but it's... But it's, are corny. But I think it's, it's corny. But she's also... But she also has a genre of age kids, and I say kids, yeah. like 10-year-olds... So she can't kind of be like Beyonce in that capacity. She's a bubblegum artist. She is. She's got to kind of be that way. She can't do what Britney did. Well, and that's why 
her movie, so, made, her movie made $150 million and Beyonce's movie made $40 million and people were comparing them. It's two different audiences. It's apples and oranges because Beyonce audience. is a completely different type of performer. Yes. She's a different artist and she is a woman. And Not that Taylor's not, but Taylor does play to a younger crowd. Okay. And the other part of it, which is uncomfortable for America to talk about, but we need to talk about it, is there's a race issue that plays into this. Taylor Swift is seen as safe. She is friendly for families. Moms and daughters go to see her show. She is uh, acceptable for everyone to listen to and play and sing. And Beyonce has a reputation in the media. She's like the angry black woman. And they play that narrative. And that is the truth. Because there is race in this country. Sorry, Nikki Haley. There is racism in this country. And there are people in this country who are racist. And they are going to, like, they go after Michelle Obama. Like, they go after Oprah. They will go after Beyonce. That's just the reality of it. Because they're also a threat. In their, in, in, in. It's almost kind of like when I was younger and you had Cyndi Lauper and Madonna and my mother would not let me listen to Madonna, but would let me listen to Cyndi Lauper. And I wanted to be Cyndi Lauper. And then my first debut at Brownies and I was probably like eight years old. I didn't do Whitney because and Whitney was safe as well back then. Yes. I didn't do Whitney. I didn't do Cyndi. I did like a virgin Madonna. I thought my mother was going to fall off of her chair and I didn't, I had no idea what it meant. It was just a fun song. And oh, I lip synced my little heart out to Madonna. And then she goes, no more Madonna, Whitney Houston. <laughs> that is a true story. But I think it's the same thing. And, and I, I think it's very sad that we can't lift both of these artists up okay. and that, Beyonce is looked at in that way that, and, and it's, it's very sad that our country is still, is still, that's why you have to vote properly in November. Yeah. Sexist, racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, all the phobics. It's true. It's, it's, it's terrible that that's how this country, what it's become. And it's a shame. And there's a reason why, because people yeah. think it's okay and it's not. Absolutely. Well, I thought the Grammys. This is a whole other topic for another podcast. <laughs> I will say this: I thought the Grammys were actually fun, and I did it's enjoy. True. I thought it was a great. I thought it was the host was great. I thought all of those elements were great. I liked that it was a little stripped down. I would have liked different categories to be said, sure. you know. But sure. we'll see. What I mean again, it's only they can only do so much. But I, um, I thought it was a great show overall. Well, I think AME will be back with the Screen Actors Guild Awards and People's Choice. Oh, sweet Jesus. How many times? <laughs> That's the gonna... fun one. Fine. When is my that? shows are nominated for that. When is shows the that I watch. When are the That's People's Choice Awards? February 18th. It's in my calendar. We went a little over today. Sorry, everybody. February 18th is a long time from now. Oh, because the the um the um Super Bowl is on um the Super Bowl is on this Sunday, which yes. is going to get a lot of traction on the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Hold on. First of all, it is the Usher concert. Let's be real here. Yes. Usher, my man, my boy. I am beyond excited. I just I just hope he doesn't do what Rihanna did. I hope he comes out and talks about going to boy camp at Diddy's house. <laughs> I Listen. I know he's going to do my, you know, it is my song. It is yeah. my song. Yeah, it is your song. And, but you got to do it right. 
you want Ludacris and Little John to be there? You have, they have to be. Ludacris has to be there. Okay. I mean, you know, because Rihanna was like, I'm doing it by myself, which was great. I loved this Rihanna. Is. But I think with Usher, you need a little bit of oomph. All right. Next week, Adrian and me, I'm making this decision up right now. We will give a full rundown of the Super Bowl. We'll tell you about the national anthem, the halftime show, and all the commercials. So we'll figure out a date and we'll we'll put it together. Okay. We could we could do a short a, a condensed version. Yeah, 30 minutes. Okay. We'll do a no, we'll we're, we're gonna talk about it. So do we not talk about Taylor Swift next week at all? Is she banned? No. She banned? <laughs> I'm gonna count how many times I have to see her. On the screen. We could do like a drinking game like they do for, for Watch What Happens Live. When everyone, whenever we say the word Taylor. My brother usually has Super Bowl, but it's not really happening this year because he lost his little puppy and they're going to London and Paris. Oh, um, that's wonderful. So oh, I know it was hard for them. We, we I, missed And I will have to babysit Greg and I may be drunk, <laughs> still drunk by the time me and Adrian talk about this but we my brother will be here that day but it's not going to be a sure you know what i'm saying it's not a we're going through it over there in my my brother's yeah. house and um and so we will have to i will take litigious notes i will not watch married at first sight or love is blind or bridezilla or um all those shows Say that yes I, to the dress yes to the dress because robert bannon is getting married and he's having a big gay wedding i am not going to watch any of those i'm going to dedicate myself to the two boring teams in the Super Bowl, and I am going because Detroit's not there, and I'm going to dedicate myself to watching this nonsense for the sake of this damn show. Well, there is some, and if I'm not mistaken, there also is a musical act pre-show, right? It's the first yes. time. Is it Calvin Harris? Oh, sure. No, no, no. It's Tiesto, DJ Tiesto. Isn't he dead? No, he's not dead. Oh, that's Avicii. Avicii's not dead. Yes, he is. Avicii died? Yes, eh? Wait, no. Avicii is dead. <gasps> he died in 2018. Oh, my you goodness. Must, you must have been listening to Taylor Swift that day. Oh, my gosh. Hey, you have, you, you're, you're six years late to mourn this. I know, that makes me very sad. I, I probably... Oh, I was thinking of a totally different person when I just looked at it. Yes, I do remember. I'm thinking of someone else. <laughs> well, well, I was going to talk to you about what's going to happen at the Super Bowl, but then then we don't. These people don't care because these people are, you know, they want to watch, listen to the Grammys. Well, listen, Miss Miss Reba McIntyre is singing the national anthem, and I do love me some Reba. Me so too. I oh, and um, um, Post oh, she is singing "America the Beautiful," which no one asked for ever. Who is? Post Malone. Oh. And Andrea Day is singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Andrea, I love Andrea Day. Me Her too. voice is spectacular. And that is, yeah. So this TikTok tailgate party, TikTok sponsored by Adrian, <laughs> will feature Gwen Stefani. Oh. Okay. Not No Doubt, because No Doubt's doing Coachella. We all right, and they didn't sell a lot of tickets because no one really cared. But I will be with you all next week. We have really great shows here on the roundtable. Jackie Goldschneider is here uh this week. Um, 
Next week, I don't know who's here. Melba Moore, the, the mom from Sweetie Pie is here. That was on OWN. Miss, 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 uh, Miss, Re mm -mm -mm -mm. she's here, but you know who I'm talking about. And she's got a new single. Uh, we have a whole bunch of events, carpets. Mark Summers is uh, going to talk to us live on stage from his new show before his opening. We have a lot of the round table here on, uh, and we're heading into the season. Adrian and me will be live at the Black Theater Coalition honoring Ava DuVernay and, 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 uh, and, and Lala, Lala Anthony, and, and also with guests like Hugh Jackman and Alicia Keys. So we have a lot, lot, lot of content coming your way. So stay with us. Follow me at Robert M. Bannon. You can follow Adrian at AMC Disney on Instagram. Follow us every single day here on the Broadway Podcast Network. Listen to my friends on the Broadway Podcast Network. Tell a friend about it on the Broadway Podcast Network and look for my information at robertbannon.com. It was so good to see you all. And remember the best is yet to come. Damn that Taylor Swift. I'm so, still so mad at her. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.